And we are live with a new episode of Lead Off Talk with myself, Caitlin, and joined as always by Gabe. Gabe, how's it going there, buddy? Going really good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, first episode in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, we dropped like a whole bunch of episodes in, you know, a 10-day period. So we were like, all right, let's let's kind of, you know, take a break. Let, let the MLB season kind of warm up, you know, to was it about two weeks into the season yeah um i mean there's there's shockingly there are some things to talk about uh (laughs) first off let's just talk about the baseballs i don't know if you've you've seen much about that yeah but i i think it was uh chris bassett was it yesterday or the day before basically went on a rant saying how awful the baseballs are how inconsistent they are Grip wise, you know, seam wise, um, we we have so many players getting hit in the head. I mean, the Mets had like another player hit in the head. What was it yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a fight almost happened today. Yeah, and a fight almost happened today because they brushed Nolan Arenado inside. You know, it's it's been a crazy couple weeks when it comes to the baseballs. I mean, was it batting average and slugging percentage is at an all time low? Like the balls are dead. Like it's. So weird situation after a couple of years ago. I mean, it was basically home run derby every single game. Right. It's like MLB can't find a happy medium with the ball. But I think I think all fans can say, like, even me who loves a good like a good pitching duel, I think most fans would say they'd rather have a, a slugfest than what we have right now. Right. In I mean, my opinion. Yeah, because you had well a couple of years ago where you had a baseball that I mean, Trevor Bauer basically showed that you could throw the baseball on the warning track and it would bounce up like crazy high. Right. Like the spring in the baseball, like obviously it's not a spring, but like that, that spring in the baseball was causing, you know, maybe some inflated numbers when it comes to home runs. I mean, you had the twins, what they hit like 350 home runs that one year <laughs> yeah. with all those guys. And now they kind of reverted to the opposite where the, the baseballs are basically dead. Um, you have a lot of players who, who obviously have the shift on. So that's a cause of, you know, not many balls being uh, put in play, you know, for actual like hits. You know, hits. Yeah, exactly. Hits and stuff like that. So it's a, I mean, it's dude, a weird Joey Gallo might Joey Gallo's getting booed every day. He's actually hitting the ball kind of hard and not yeah. getting hits at all. Yep. Because they're literally not flying and the shift is literally screwing him every day. Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation that they have on their hands right now. But mostly it's the right, it's the player safety. I mean, you, oh, you yeah. have all these players, these pitchers that have don't they don't have control of where the ball's going. Um, you know, it's a cause of concern. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not good at all. Which was really one of the reasons why, you know, certain hitters were like, let them use the sticky stuff last year. Right. You know, at least they know where the ball is going or the general area. Like it's our jobs to be able to hit the ball. Well, right. Yes. The spin rate would make it a little bit more difficult, but overall, like at at least it's going to be over the plate or, you know, it's not going to be thrown at our head. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's like, should warrant the MLB to look at even more that the guy whose team has been thrown at the most, Chris Bassett, when his Mets are literally getting thrown at every day to their heads, basically, 
is the one saying like, we need to do something about these balls. Like he gets it. You know what I mean? Obviously mm-hmm. you don't want to see your teammates get hit, but when the, your team is getting hit and you're like, yeah, I can see why there's no grip on these balls. You can't do anything to help us. Like if the bar gets ball gets dirty, we all know like it's immediately thrown away. <laughs> like you can't do anything to get grip on these baseballs. And, and LB's like, well, that's just how it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you know, what will end up happening, honestly, they'll have, cause I think there's what two or three different types of balls for this year. They're going to yeah. probably bring in better baseballs for the summer months. You're going to see an mm-hmm. increase in, in offense. But because the, the, let me, how, I mean, how would you say it? The, the average of like home runs and everything will kind of like tail out because of that. Like not tail out, but like average out. You know what I mean? Yeah, even, even it out. Wasn't, yeah, even out because of like the lack of home runs early on in the year. I mean, it's just it, – it, it's, uh, it's a very interesting situation when you oh. try to, like, break it down because, honestly, I still don't, like – I don't understand how each baseball can be different. Like, if they're, if they're made in the same factory, you know, it's not like these are hand-stitched yeah. baseballs. You know what I mean? Like, if you right. have a machine, shouldn't they all be the same if you're, like, you know – if you're mucking up the baseball with like the mud, like shouldn't it all be the same? Like, how is it, how is it so different from one inning to the next inning, you know, from team to team? Like it, you would think the baseball would be, you know, like a football. Yeah. Consistent. Like a basketball is always a basketball. And if it's a little flat, like they get another one. Right. Same thing with the football. I mean, obviously, like we had the flake gate with Tom Brady. Right, but I think stuff, the ball like, has to be in the football between like twelve to fifteen or something like that. Yeah, like somewhere exactly. In that range. Exactly. It's like what's going on with the baseballs? Yeah how how can you have a baseball that's like one's dead, one's you know maybe a little bit more bouncy, you know maybe one's seams are a little bit sharper, so like a pitcher can't necessarily dig into to a breaking ball as much. Right. Um it, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me, honestly. No, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, I it's it's mind-boggling to be honest with you. Because like when you get down to it, like what you're saying, like when you actually think about like what what's going on, and like you said, like what most things gonna have in the summer months, it's gonna go up, and everybody's gonna forget about it because it's gonna even out. And everybody's like, yeah, well, everything was fine. We told you. It's like, no, you changed the ball again. But I just that's why I, I that's why I hope that's why I kind of like guys like Bauer. I know he's going through some shit. But like the Bauer, the the baseball player, and the way he could like do baseball, like he calls people out when it comes to it and like he's on his shit when it comes to like the baseball side of things and i don't know i just think it's it's so dumb what's going on right now speaking of dumb angel hernandez behind the plate oh my get him out of here dude like oh even in the union the union should know he's making every like that's the it was on national television for that it to be that bad like both teams were pissed. Kyle Schwarber had the greatest meltdown of all time. And this dude looked at both sides again. We're both angry. <laughs> like, oh, so bad. I want to hear your rant about this. I mean, it's just hilarious at this point because he's been awful for forever. And the fact that, you know, I think, I think ESPN should have, or Fox Sports or whatever, should have every game broadcast Andrew Hernandez is like when he's umpiring behind the plate. Like just, just to, to show how that. awful he is, yeah. and like like you said, the fact that it was on Sunday Night Baseball, the only game going on between 
the Phillies in, in Milwaukee. Like that was, it was absolutely hilarious for, and you know, Schwarber, his meltdown. I mean, he's yelling, you're it's, it was, he say it's, it's horseshit it, 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 for both sides. He's like for both yeah. sides. Like it's awful. Yeah. I mean, what did Tito say like two years ago? He just came out with Angel and like he didn't even argue. He just said, Why does this shit always happen when you're here? Like, yeah, it's exactly. True. Yep. Like it's like that's the greatest thing you could say. It's like Angel. And like what makes me mad is that he just grins, doesn't give a shit, and no, and there's no penalty for it. No. Nope. Like all they do is keep him off the World Series rosters mm-hmm. or, or a playoff, the playoff but it's like, rosters. Yeah. But he's costing some teams the chances they get there. Yeah. Like, and the, the fact yeah. that I have to find his, um, I should have had it. Angel is. I, I need. I want to try to find his uh, like report card. I must say, I know he missed eighteen calls or twenty three calls in that game. It was eighteen or twenty three. It was eighteen or twenty three calls in the game, and he favored the other team by like point one. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So he missed nineteen calls for a correct percentage of eighty five point three. He rang up six batters on pitches that were outside the zone and called a strike to Gene Zagura that missed inside by a season high six and a half inches. That's that's so like insane. It makes no sense that like I, I just it makes no sense honestly that that was allowed to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like I think I have to find like the actual report card, but. There's a report card. I think it said that um, – I think it was he – he had, like, seven, it, like a season low of, like, 77% correct or something, like, consistently. So somebody pointed out that – and I saw it on TikTok, and I think it was one of the Barstool guys. But he was like – he's like, the fact that Andrew Hernandez missed one out of every four calls is yeah. – absolutely ridiculous and and when you put it like that like yeah it's ridiculous it's even worse yeah but here's the thing it, do you want them to be like so perfect like like robots like no i don't want that but you can't have that you cannot have somebody that awful dictating a game like that right no i a hundred and twenty thousand percent agree like he should not and like I said, I know he's protected by the union, but like the union should know. Like they look, they look bad keeping him protected. Like something's got to happen. Either like you slowly fade him out of the game, or just get him out. No teams need to like boycott his games. <laughs> Both teams. Yeah, I mean, for real. You know what I mean? for real. Yeah. I don't want to jump back real quick, but uh, this on Twitter, we were just talking about the dead baseballs. Willie Adamas just hit a ball 105 miles per hour exit velo. 23 degree launch angle, 0.930 XBA, which I'm, I, I forgot what it means. But it's really good. He hit it in the gap and missed the wall by about 15, 20 feet. And it got caught. And he like was walking off. Like he hit it a bomb. And somebody commented and said, that's a home run every other year, uh, 83% of the time. And a gap shot, 98 and the fact that it got caught, that's like, what insane, are we doing? Man. That's like, so that's insane. Just, yeah. And somebody commented saying, like, I, I think it's fair. That's what we need. No one should be hitting home runs every bat. Like, if you hit a baseball the way you hit a base, you know how hard it is in a baseball that way? You should hit a home. Like, 
should get a home run. Like, that's just stupid shit to say. Sorry. But oh, that's just so fucking annoying. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because at that point, you're, tr- you're, I mean, you want to reward good hitters for making good contact. Right. It's not like we want shitty exit velo home runs. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like yeah. a video game. No, like we don't right. want that. But if if somebody, if Willie Adamas, who, I mean, he's hit 20, I believe he's hit like 20 home runs, especially last year once he's been traded to from Tampa. Right. 105 exit velo, like you said, with the launch angle. And it's been a yeah, home like run usually, 83% of the time and into yeah. the gap 98% of the time. Yeah. That, that should have that should have that should have took like an amazing defensive play for that to happen. Right. For the like for an said, out to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like most guys sometimes pimp home runs and they're not close, but like you should have seen when he hit the ball. Like he knew, like you know when a player just knows it's gone. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't pimp it, but like you could tell when he hit it, you're like, oh shit, that's gone and then the camera pans on to catch it i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> but yeah sorry i didn't want to go back but i just thought that was a great little piece to throw in there i'll be honest with you i, I gotta look up this video now because i mean, <laughs> it, I mean uh, that just seems so funny i think uh dallas Braden he uh commented on it or he retweeted it and said something like is this an mlb the show creator bitching or is this baseball what we use in cotton balls now Wow. You see it? Do you see what I'm talking about? The way he walks? Like, wow, he just looks like that's a- insane. <laughs> and expecting bad, expected batting average of 930. That's what that means. Okay, I forgot what that meant. Okay, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's insane. That's insane. Hmm. <laughs> that's so... Oh, <laughs> I just keep watching it. Yeah, it's it's literally insane. And that's like, that's what we're doing now in baseball. And some people are like that guy that commented are like, yeah, that's fair. I I I just can't believe that like at all. <laughs> it's just so funny that like that's like that's even a thing. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. It's sickening. So I got a question for you, Kay. Okay. So so far with all the teams and everything, mm-hmm. but we don't have to go through all the teams, obviously. We have time, long season. What's your biggest surprise so far or disappointment? Either one. Are you gonna do me both? Um, I put you on the spot. Yeah, you you kind of did, but I kind of, but I do like it. Um, <laughs> let's see. And like I said, we're only two weeks in, so whatever we say here can obviously fucking change. Don't freak out and call us out in three months. Um, I I think honestly, like the, the biggest surprise, and obviously, like you said, we're only a handful of games in, but Oakland being nine and nine. Yeah. Has to be a, like a giant surprise, honestly. Such an like, Oakland thing to do. Yeah, the one I mean, year we want to give up every, on Yeah, they they trade everybody away, and next thing you know, you go, oh yeah, we're we're playing, you know, competitive, fun baseball. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I think. I don't know. Is it sad to say like I'm just disappointed like in the Guardians a little bit? Oh yeah. Like I didn't think that they were gonna be like insanely good, but like they're in the midst of a five game losing streak. And some of these games just like weren't competitive, really. Right. Yeah. Our offense either shows up to score seven plus or doesn't show up at all. Right. And you know it's kind of but what's funny is like they're only two games out of first place. 
you know, it took Minnesota being on a five game win streak for them to be in first place with a record of nine and eight. Um, you know, all the, you know, the injuries in Chicago, I mean, Detroit, they can't even catch a baseball, but I guess neither can we. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, in Texas, like Texas, I thought were, was going to be a little bit better. They're six and 11. Um, but yeah. I mean, that those are, those are like the disappointments. Like the Mets are, I'm shocked that the Mets are like good. Oh, wow. Mm. I know I, I'm saying something nice about the Mets. Yeah, my team. Yeah. Uh, but the they're World 14, Series winner. Yeah, but like they're 14 and six. They have some clutch hitting. Um, even, without, even without uh, DeGrom. What's also, also nice when you like, I don't got DeGrom. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> not many teams can say that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but trust me, DeGrom's amazing. I'm not, that's nothing against DeGrom, but it's always nice to fall back and you have another ace type, like another top five pitcher in the league. Yeah, I think I think early on, I think that's those are like the the few teams that have really like caught my eye. Like, oh, the Mets are they're actually winning. And so, you know, like yeah. we said before, you know, you're not going to win your division in April, but you could certainly lose it. Right. So, so what do you think? For my biggest disappointment would be the White Sox losing eight straight right now. Like they haven't even looked like a good team. I understand injuries and all that, but like. I expected a little more from them. Even with the injuries, they still have a really solid team. They're just not playing good. And I think the biggest surprise, in my opinion, is the whole AL West. Like, every team has surprised me or like in a good or bad way. Like, the Mariners, I thought they could be good. They looked really good so far. Mm-hmm. I know they're only 11-6, and six, but they, their young guys are hitting. Mm-hmm. The Angels, the, the surprise is that it's the pitching that's one of them games. Yeah, yeah. Like, the one thing that we talked about, like, they added pitching, but we still didn't know if they added enough. And, like, their pitching is winning games. Like, that's surprising as is. And, and Trout's back to being Trout. Uh, the Athletics being 9-9. Astros 8-9. and They haven't looked good. And then the Rangers 6-11. and Like, we, I think we didn't think they were going to be great, but we thought they were going to be better than that. Yeah, especially with, like, the offense that they have. Yeah. So, honestly, I think the whole AL West just surprised me in good and bad, just the whole division in, in, in itself. I think everything else kind of plans out the way I thought, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco, 13 and 5, Dodgers, 12 and 6. Yeah, I mean, everything else has seen, but uh, seems kind of like what we expected. But like you said, Brewers, Cardinals, um, yeah. And obviously, like, it's early, you know, like, for example, Atlanta's what, 8 and 10? 8 and 10 with the Phillies, yeah. What, next week they're going to have Acuna back, probably. So, you know, that's that's going to be a spark for them. San Diego is mm-hmm. 11 and seven. You know, obviously Tatis is probably like a month or two away, but no, still. If they can you know stay I mean? in third place and game or two out, mm-hmm. that's a that's a good, good spot to be with getting your one of the best players in baseball back. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And same thing, like, I guess you could say the same thing, even though they've been underachieving with like the White Sox. But like, you know, they did their they just got Giolito back. They're gonna get Lens Lynn back here soon. But man, it, they're just playing bad baseball. Yeah. Like errors upon errors, mental lapses. I mean, we won't even talk about D- Detroit last night giving up that Oh. Is there a worst play ever? That's I mean, the even worst the throw by scoop scoop in was bad. 
Yeah, he like spiked it down. <laughs> uh, was yeah, it I, that, that was Eric Haas, I catch it, right? You, I've never I kind of fell back for it because he as soon as he threw it, he just walked back to the catcher's position yep. and just put his hands on his knees like fuck. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> I did this. He's, he, he plays a lot of left field now too. He yeah. plays a lot of outfield now too. Yeah, and uh, they have uh, uh, Tucker Barnhart as as their as their catcher too. Yeah, but they, they obviously <laughs> they want the Eric Haas bat. Right. Is there any team that uses their catcher more in other positions than the Tigers? I mean, Brandon Inge. Oh yeah, yep. played every position in any with a catcher. You know I mean, mm-hmm. like, I feel like whenever you hear about a catcher playing somewhere else, it's always except for like first base, because I feel like first base anybody can play. If they really wanted to, yeah, I think the I think the only guy like Brandon Inch now is um, like Kyle Farmer, who is a catcher, yeah. but now he's like playing yep. shortstop for Cincinnati. Yep. So, um, but yeah, th- that is kind of funny. They just kind of use like we want your bet, so just get out there. <laughs> but I respect it though. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And some other 100%. things like I wish I wish the Guardians did that some more with some guys. Like I wish I did that with like Mejia. Like I, I wish like yeah. they kept, you know, maybe him in the outfield or maybe him at third base. Obviously, like we had Jose, but it's like, you know, one of those, one of those things. Like, hey, let's we need that bat in our lineup type thing. Right. And plus, I didn't think he was like that great of a catcher anyway. But God, you, I mean, we're watching it right now with Austin Hedges. I mean, all that guy does is, you know. Like you could tell him what pitch is coming and he'll swing and he'll pop it up to the third baseman right down the middle. I've never seen so I've never seen anybody pop up to the third baseman on pitches right down the middle more than Austin Hedges. Dude, you are hundred percent correct. God, it pissed me <laughs> off. So yeah, much. Oh, dude, yeah, I was about to say just thinking about it makes me mad. <laughs> like here's here's a question. At what point does the value of somebody like him calling a game and playing like and, and playing gold glove, platinum glove defense at catcher weigh him hitting 130 for the entire year with 10 home runs? I think it I think it's close. I mean, I honestly think I mean, I honestly if either one of like if if uh Lavastita played good to start the year. And we hit and did everything. I think there was a, there was a chance there that Hedges was just a backup. You know what I mean? And I think with Maylet, Mayley, the way he just he's been playing in the minors, he comes up and does it. I think they're just trying to hope that one of these guys plays better than Hedges, so we don't see Hedges start. And I also think if the Indians, sorry, Guardians continued like not continue because they've been playing bad, but if they're close at the deadline, I think if you think about adding anybody, it's a catcher. Yeah, I mean there was always like you know, the talk, and I think you brought it up, you know, when we were just chatting, but the, the Sean Murphy type, type deal, yeah. which is interesting, right? Cause he's a young guy under some control, but he, I mean, he's kind of the same thing where it's like, at best, is he going to hit 250, which is obviously a better, I mean, that's 120 points better than Austin Hedges. <laughs> you know, that's a thing. Hedger's such a no, weird position. Yeah. I feel like there's none out there that, my thing with Murphy, again, a guy like Murphy, is that at least he's young enough that he could add the bat and be more consistent. Like, I think, like, Hedges is who he is now, if that makes sense. Like, with Murphy, at least you get the, the all-star catcher defensively, and the bat can come around. 
I think with Hedges, he just is who he is. So there's no coming around now, if that makes sense. But also, it's like, what? How do you? How do they value a guy like Murphy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are you giving up the farm for Murphy? I just because he's a young guy under control. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But that's the thing. I don't know how another team values that. You know what I mean? I feel like it, I feel like catcher position is a weird position of value too. I feel like there's only one. I mean, what JT is probably the only catcher out there that consistently hits. I'm trying to think right now. Starlins maybe. Uh, why can't I not think of any catchers? Um, I mean, there's like guys like Mike Zanino who are you yeah know, kind of bads yeah. and who's well, a even good those defender. guys. Those guys are just power guys. Yeah, but at least they I mean, at least he's gonna hit. Yeah, but at least he's gonna hit yeah. three home runs, right? No, yo, yeah. I was just thinking about the guys for average. I think JT's probably the only one. And I guess, and I guess this is a saving race for Hedges. Like he will hit you ten to twelve home runs. Right. But man, I mean, it's well, it's maybe just, there's it's, a dead ball now. You never know. Well, that's the issue. Thing that's the mm-hmm. issue now, right? Like if if the balls are dead, then easily giving you nothing. Yeah. I mean, here, here's here's you know looking at like Luke Maley right now. Um, I brought up his stats. He's only played 231 games. The most amount of games he's played in a year was 68 in 2018 with Toronto. In that year, he hit three home runs, 27 RBIs, and hit 248. Like, is that? Okay. Yeah. Is that like worth it? I mean, last year he hit 300 in 15 games, but like obviously that's not going to happen, you know. Right. I mean, you're just stuck. You know what I mean? You're stuck with those type of guys. And uh, I mean, could Lavastida become something if you gave him cons- consistent playing time at catcher? Probably. But at the same time, like the whole Lavastida thing, it's like, man, he, he was rough as a defensive catcher. Right. And his couple games. So it's like, man. My whole what? thing is if you make the if you make the switch off, you just gotta make it. You can't go back and forth. No. No, no, no. Like you gotta if you're gonna put them out there, you gotta give them regular bats. Like maybe like I mean, I don't know how long how long for you, like a month, maybe. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do it, you just gotta do it. And then obviously you still gotta tip because obviously you can't play catcher every day. I get that. But like you gotta give him the more most of the bats if you're gonna do that. Especially because, like, the more games he plays, the better he's going to be defensively. The more he gets, you know what I mean, with all the pitchers, figures his shit out. He's probably never going to be – he's never going to be hedges, but as long as he's good to okay and he hits the way he's hitting the minors, like, you would you would hope that, that that's what happens. And I mean? he's got some speed, too. Like, he's a – Yeah, he's, he's a, an he's athletic a, catcher. Yeah, he's a converted two catcher. So, yeah. I mean, he was, like, a middle infielder, I believe. Yeah. And then they're, like uh, – yeah. I think in college they were like, "Hey, we need a catcher," and he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll, I'll be your catcher." Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he, I think he, he tried to get a stolen base in the one game, but they kept fouling the ball off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I remember that. He had like two good jumps, and they fouled the ball off every time, and you could tell he was just pissed. <laughs> and I mean, if he could hold down the fort for a couple of years until you know you're ready to give Bo Naylor a shot at catcher, because I mean, as of right now, he's he's your, he's your guy. Cool. Yeah, I, I honestly think he's the guy next year. Be honest. Probably. Yeah, if if Lavacita, unless Lavacita controls it this year, and I mean, if they give it to him, he takes it. Obviously, it's it's better to have too many guys than none. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I 
think that Naylor is going to be up by AAA by like. Yeah, you're probably. July. Yeah, you're probably right. You're and who knows? Right. Even with that September call up, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already on the forty man, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I is think he? he is. Didn't he get added? Yeah, I think I added this year. I think they added him. I'd have to look. I'm looking right now. Yeah, me too. Um. And Naylor, Naylor. Oh no, he's not. He's not okay. Well, no, he's not. Well, the thing is, if you call him up, he's an easy guy. You just release one of your nine catchers you have. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you bring him up, Maley and Hedges aren't doing good, and that time you're not going to resign either one. So you could get one rid of one of them if it came down to it. I think that's not a hard guy to call up. To Honestly, add. what what I feel like what they're going to do is probably for next year they'll probably bring back Austin Hedges on a one year deal with very limited money. Because, I mean, who else is going to give him a shot to play? Like, no, I don't think anybody else, really. Right. Do you and think we're going to tell him he's a starter until I think ready? I think you're going to go, hey, you're going to be our guy. You're going to start, and then you're going to teach Naylor. Um, What's going on here? For the next couple, like, month, like for yeah. the first few months. And then we're going to transition to Naylor. And if you want to stick around to be the backup guy, like, hey. But at that point – He's 30, 31 years old. Like maybe I did. I was kind of hoping that we, we were able to like catch lightning in a bottle with him for this year, him being a free agent at the end of the year where it's like, all right, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's the last year before free agency. You know, I'm going to go right. out and maybe I'm not going to hit 200, but you know, I'm going to hit 180. I'm going to hit 20 home runs. <laughs> I'm yeah. You would hope. But that's now it's thing. like it's an automatic so out. That's the issue. 180 and hit 20 home runs. I'll be yeah. cool with that. That's the thing. I'm not asking for a lot here. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. This is just like we did with Roberto Perez, like the year after we traded Young Gomes. Right. Like hit hit around 200. If you give us 20 home runs, like cool. You know, move runners over. But it's like he, he's not even doing that, really. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I agree. Because it's just so hot and cold with everybody. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I don't know. I'm the most consistent guy, even when he's getting out, is Miller. He's been hitting even – I mean, Quan, but Miller's been hitting just – even when his outs, he's been hitting nice – like, two yep. – I think two days ago, he two outs were, like, line drives. Yep. Like, it's so nice seeing that happen, too, because that's what all he did in the minors. I'm so happy for that guy. Yeah, and, I mean, even – Because last year, he was a whirlwind. Well, first off, he came up and played nine positions in nine days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very which true. Which didn't help him. <laughs> yeah, and then you have, you know – I mean, Ernie Clement's been like pretty good, like as a spot starter at times. Uh-huh. I mean, how many guys would it put they have seven or eight guys already make their major league debut this nine, year? Nine, I think it was nine. I think they said uh, uh, Richie was nine. Not so okay. So it was Arias, um, Lavastida, Lavastida, Quan, um, Quan, Richie. Uh, yeah, Richie Palacio. That's four right there. Um, Um, Pinkerington. Yep. McCarty. Wasn't he one? Yeah, McCarty. Uh, Tanner Tully. Maybe it was seven. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was, yeah. I think. I'm thinking right now. I think it's seven. Okay, yeah, seven. But even seven, that's insane. We're three, two and a half weeks in. Yeah, we're three weeks into the the season. Two weeks into the season. The funny thing is, like, these guys are coming up. They're actually, like, I know not all of them, but, like, some of them are doing really good. Like, majority. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make a case if Richie has another game like he had the other night. Like, do you slide him over to right when Quan comes back? 
and just say, hey, this is yours now? Or give Quan to go to right? You know what I mean? Like, there's some interesting things that could, that could happen here. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on what they think about, like, like Jimenez. At yeah, he's been, doing, he's been doing pretty good, too. Yeah. He's at over 300. <laughs> you know, Naylor's playing more first base. I mean, Bobby Bradley's probably just – he's done. He's done as soon as we get enough people back. I think his Bobby's days are over. That that makes me sad, man. I know, and I like Bobby too, but he has not helped himself at all. And there's somebody not at all. When you he's not helping himself, and then when you have guys like Miller and Naylor just hitting the cover off the ball, it doesn't help you at all either. Yeah, those guys need playing time. And you know, guys like Mercado bring you know the ability to play an outfield position, give you some speed. You know, he's another right-handed bat who could play against lefties so it's like right honestly i think the most disappointing thing is just fran mill looks awful at the plate dude his at bat the other day when it was 3-0 when he swung and he and swung they, and he ended up striking out and he yeah and the next the pitch he like yeah and the next pitch was like a half swing that hit the bit hit his hand yep or like the knob like what are we doing man yeah because like when you're point, struggling 3-0 just take two pitches or take a pitch yeah because at that point it's one to nothing they have runners on first and second nobody out he ends up striking out. Naylor comes up, hits into a double play. Boom. Yeah, okay. and what's fucked up is Naylor hit a C, too. Like it's like a one-hopper, hard hit, just right at the guy. Yep, and because of the and shift. And Naylor looks like the <laughs> asshole. Yeah, and Naylor looks like the asshole hitting a double play. But really, it should have been. Should have been basically that, that We out. get a run run at least. Yeah. It's 1-1. Yep. Yep. It's like, fuck, dude. Oh, man. Oh, that, that pissed me off so much. Like, they need to move him down in the lineup. or do, Well, they did today. They, they did finally? What is he betting? Yeah. So he's batting sixth. The lineup uh, again. We're recording this Wednesday night. So it's Straw, Rosario, Ramirez, Miller, cleanup playing first. Okay. Naylor, right field, Fremil, DH, Palacios, and left, Luke Molly, and him, uh, Jimenez at second. Okay. Honestly, 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 I think I I like that because I think Miller's the type of guy who won't change his at bat. He's just going to be who he is. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I would. I mean, you would hope, right? <laughs> Dude, there's so it's so nice saying that because, like, even like that Richie, like, if you watch his Richie Palacios, if you watch his um, minor league games, like he he's an on base machine too, who just smooth contact gets. It's nice knowing like we have guys like Miller, him, and I know Quan's out right now, but Quan who just hit the ball. It's so nice. <laughs> yep. 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 I don't Anything think we can end this, well. I don't yeah. think we can end this episode without talking about the debacle of what happened at Yankee Stadium between the Bridge Boyos and the Yankees fans. I mean, um, we we don't really need to get into actually what happened because we all know what happened. But can we just take like a couple minutes and talk about how awesome Miles Straw is and how dude, awesome Oscar Mercado is? Build, build, Mercado. I love. With what he did, but build Miles Straw a goddamn statue of him I climbing agree. that. Fence. And I am usually anti statue for players. Uh, yeah. I 1000% agree with Miles. Like he said, fucking hit me, fucking hit me. Like, come on, dude. Like, I, and the thing is, like, he was, they were talking shit to Quan, who even like he's like, I'm not getting all into it, but even like Straw said in an interview, like, he's the nicest guy, like, in the clubhouse to everybody. And they're talking shit to him, like, making fun of him because he got hurt and shit like that. And Straw was like, let's go. Like, talk, say it to me. Say it to me right now. And that fan, they can say whatever you want. He talked back, but he was backing up. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not close to him at all. Like, oh, dude, Straw is, 
And honestly, I want to also, I hate the Yankees, but I want to give them props for coming out there and helping try to calm things down. They didn't have to do that, but I mean, I give them a little bit of props for coming out and helping us. Their fans suck, but I appreciate the players. I mean, the players really have, like, they just have an allegiance to themselves and their teammates. I mean, the fans, I mean, as much as even, like, we just talked about Miles Straw. The fact is, in seven years, he could go somewhere else. You know, it is what it is. But right. I, I could tell you where he's not going to go. He's not going go to go to, to the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, it's so good, man. He did. I never, I was like a proud dad at that moment. Just is seeing Strouds. And, you know, what's, and what's really disappointing is like, we all kind of thought, yeah, they lost the game, but hey, you know, maybe this kind of sparks them a little bit. But so far, I mean, it really hasn't, which is, that's been the really sad part about the whole situation. Right. I mean, obviously, like, Stephen Kwan. Yeah, but even, I mean, not even just come together, come together, but I just felt like, you know, maybe they would just collectively play a little bit better, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it sucks, like, you know, Kwan was playing well, and then he gets hurt, and, you know, he's missed, what, he's going to miss his third straight game with a hamstring injury. Um. You know, they obviously brought up, you know, Palacios to play outfield. And it's like, you know, like, like you said, what do you trust? I mean, that's that's a small outfield. What, oh, yeah. Palacio, Straw, and, and Quan. If you well, if one you, thing I'll say, if you move on speed. Mil- that's true. That's true. They're all athletic enough. They all, they're all good athletes. That's true. Yeah. So I will say, like, I'd rather have if I'm if I'm gonna have an outfield that's like fringy, I'd rather have three fringy athletes, at least. That's very true. Yeah, that's a good point. But at the same time, like, I get what you're saying too. But like, I'm just saying, like, if these young guys hit the ball, like, you gotta put them in there, and like, 100%. it's just gonna be interesting to see what they do because, like, even though Oscar's played better, like, you still like trust him at all? Like, he, I, he hasn't really. played that great to be honest with you. He just had a couple good games. That yep. But it's like I hey, think he's that's, made to be a fourth outfielder. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He's played enough to well to yeah, he's played well enough to where he could be your your fourth outfielder, and I think you're right. all kind of, you're very comfortable with that. Yeah, and I'm happy with that. I'm not mad at all. That's the thing, though. It just it's gonna be interesting to have because obviously, I mean, I don't want to get too much in this, but you're gonna be saying by next year that George Valerier is gonna be here. Well, yeah, exactly. And yeah, he's exactly. starting day as soon as he's ready, he's starting. He's probably gonna go to right. Well, so yeah, for and, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's God, he's so good. Okay, I don't want to get into that. That's for another day. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really is for another day, but even just for you know, for next week, like okay, say Quan's back. Well, then you have all these guys that these are young guys who need at bats. So right. Like Quan didn't do anything to to lose at bats other than getting hurt, but if he's healthy, like you know, he's gonna hit second and play left field. Mm-hmm. So then you have right field, and it's like okay, or you know, the other corner, like whether it's Quan and and right or left, you know, like if Richie's starting to hit, if he's playing well, well then you got to put him in the lineup somewhere. Okay, then. You know, Josh Naylor, you're going to put him at first. Well, then where does Owen Miller go? Well, do you move him to second then? Okay, but like like Jimenez is playing halfway decent. But it's like you you can't take away at bats from all these guys. You know what I mean? Like that's really the issue right now. And they're all super young. 
Right. Yeah, so, you want to be honest, but I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I think Rosario gets traded. Yeah. Yeah, that would open up. And I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying that I feel like that's, I think that opens up short. You can give it to uh, Jimenez, Jimenez, see how he plays. And then obviously it doesn't work out. You have Arias to car up. In my opinion, I think with all these young guys hitting, I think the odd man out, I'm in. And I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think that's what is going to end up happening. He, here's my quick thought on that, though. As great as they're hitting now, like the younger guys, it can go south in a series. Right. At least with Rosario, like you know if you're going to get with Rosario game in and game out. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, that's always, you know, before I wanted, before trading him, like I, I, I'm sure they're weighing that option too. Right. But it also like depends, like what do you get in a Ma Rosario trade? I think you go for a bullpen, right? I, I again, I don't know. I'm just yeah, I, yeah. I'm just like I'm. I, I just, just don't think you add another right hitter. Now. I think if you add another hitter, we just we'll just do it more of the problems we have right now. I mean, you could add obviously young young prospects. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how that work. To be honest, it'll be Is interesting it, to see what happens in the next yeah, couple it, weeks. Yeah, it will. It will. It will definitely be interesting to see. Well, Gabe. I think uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, yeah, if you have anything more, yeah. If you have anything more to say, no, I think we got everything I needed. Right. Oh, fuck the Yankees. Yes, um, but yeah, I think everything else is good. All right, <laughs> yes. sounds good. So you want to shout out your Twitter? Oh, I want to give a shout out to Derek, Derek Sparks, uh, not Derek Sparks, Sparky, uh, for uh, that is his uh, name, Derek. Sparks. Yeah, I know Derek Spark. I know, but it just feels weird saying it like that. Uh, I'm going to give him a shout-out because he messaged me because he joined our PlayStation party when we were in here. But then he left. I realized that he was messaging me. And I said, we're doing the pod. And he said, about fucking time. So to <laughs> a, one, a one listener that's always here, thank you, Derek. <laughs> and then you can shout follow out. me. Shout-out yeah, to shout Sparky. <laughs> you can follow me at Yanezgabe13, Y-N-E-Z-G-A-B-E-1-3. And you can follow the pod at Leadoff Talk at L-E-A-D. O-F-F-T-A-L-K. Great job. Thank you. Perfect. You can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Caitlin O'Sealy. That's Caitlin K-A-T-E-L-A-N. Knows K-N-O-W-S. C-L-E. And as always, friends, take it easy. And fuck the Yankees, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes.